Weird what you did right there, dude. Hello and welcome again to Pancreation Philosopher, where we have weird hand signals. But yep, Damn here's another man. episode coming at you. Once again, we're wrestling with life's mysteries. I'm your host, Pocholo Cruz. Co-host, Scott McDonald. But when did I become co-host? What is a co-host? Well, if you're a co-host, and then I'm a co-host, we have two hosts. Yeah. Because when you introduce yourself as the host, yeah. I feel like you're like imposing yourself over me. You two have to fight each other. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. fight him right now. He's getting ready for him to fuck me up. No. So. Anyway, that's an interesting shirt you got there, Scott. What's on it? That's the uh, Women's Protection Unit, the YPJ. Um, oh. Part of the uh, YPG. Call back to the previous episode. Exactly. But anyway, we're enough of the previous episodes. Talk about this current <laughs> episode where we have our special guest, Joel Ridzak. And you know who's not joining us? Our intern who just left the room. Yeah. But anyway, let's just let's just continue. First, thanks for joining us, Joel. Okay. Yeah. So you know, this has just been an exploration of people's you know of people's martial arts journeys. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all know each other's journey, but we want you to tell the audience. So, how did you get started on your martial arts? Uh, I was about twenty. I uh, got back from one year of college in Montana and. Everyone was huge. They were all like raising barns, mm -hmm. fighting people, or like riding bulls. And uh, Montana <laughs> sounds fucking horrible. Yeah, yeah. The guys in Montana are huge, so I felt a little intimidated. Got picked on a little bit, and so I decided I had to come back from school and learn how to protect myself. You had to get those hands right, bro. Get, yeah. Gotta get yeah. those hands. What right. is Montana trash talk like? Uh, I, I don't know. They even talk to they go, oh, I'm gonna get my horse. <laughs> <laughs> like if a, a Montana bully were to start messing with me and accost me and try to get me to engage in fisticuffs with him, what would he? Uh, I'm gonna raise a bar on your face. <laughs> he'd probably rev his uh, four by four. Drive off. Very See, that would actually work in reverse because I would want to hang out with him immediately after that. <laughs> you know, if someone revs the 4x4, four four, that's, a, that's a friend for And if someone right it yeah. just goes, whoa, it accentuates like that, I'm, I'm just thinking that guy is the brightest is, man. Is that the even a Montana accent? Is there a Montana accent? Is it? Not really. Yeah. yeah. Well, still kind of country. Just kind of, okay. On a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being the best place to live, 1 being just... The fucking worst. What's Montana? Uh, it'd be a negative twenty. Damn! Damn. <laughs> so you're saying you would wow. rather live in a war Do not area. visit Montana. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Okay. It's it's maybe a one or two. It's, but I'll do this bad. for you. Anyone who's from Montana that watches this, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to be a bully, meet me at AMC. I hope there's not a bunch of dudes from Montana that show up at AMC. Actually, there's not a hundred percent of your shit hey, from Montana. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh. you fucking leftist oh. hippie. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so you're 20 years old. You looking for martial arts? So how did you find, or what, what, what? How did you, how did your search begin? Uh, I basically just googled the like kung fu because I wanted to, I wanted to do what Bruce Lee did. Right? Okay. That's so dope. I saw Bruce Lee's like movie when I was a kid, and it just kind of stuck in my mind. So right down the street was actually a place that taught modern kung fu. Had a cheesy name, Dragon's Lair, but it was actually like taught by a legit kung fu martial artist. So, who was trained by James DeMille, and James DeMille was actually trained personally by Bruce Lee himself. Oh, wow. So mm, the that lineage, lineage was direct, okay. so okay. I thought that was really cool. And right from the get-go, like the demo that he did for me using his hands, using his non-telegraphic motion and everything, really kind of opened my eyes to, uh, 
to how the body moves, how quick someone can actually be. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's... It was just putting that realism in what you saw, like, you know, you saw Bruce Lee and then trying to find something that worked for you and then just made that connection. Yes. There. Okay. Yeah. Ender, okay. what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, so we got like, we have two big gambit out here throwing Our cards. intern is just yeah. reckless. I mean, we need you guys to donate so we can get him some therapy because yeah. he's doing really oh, No, I mean, no, no, no. No amount of donation will get that oh, much no. therapy. Yeah. yeah. You guys could get me a wide-angle well, lens. I mean, you, you, Elon Musk can give us that much money. So, yeah. Yeah. so it sounds like you kind of started taking a real legitimate form of karate, just the way you described it. Gung Fu. Gung Gung Fu. Fu. Modern Gung Fu. Ooh, so wait, wait, so just, just <laughs> I'm curious about the name. So what is, so why Gung Fu, like with the G, like is there, is that just how it translates? He said different regions pronounced it Kung and others pronounced it Gung. Okay. And so he stuck with the Gung because it how's, was cooler or different or whatever, so. How is Gung Fu different than Karate? Uh, karate's Karate's Japanese. Gung Fu is Chinese. Chinese yeah. yeah. And do you know like what region? Just you know, because you know, in our previous episode we had James who talked about his uh, his Shaolin model. Uh, he did. Come. I was told, yeah. and then I forgot. I really okay. didn't care. It's okay. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter that much. If it works, yeah. it works. If it doesn't, as long as you didn't do so iron. Man, I am trying to tell you the yeah. history of gun food. Yeah. You just fucking <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Like, you are very good. Let me yeah. tell you about the beginning of gun food. Like, <laughs> you just walked away. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, bro. I'm just here to. I'm just here to. Yeah, whatever, bro. I'm just here to throw these hands. I'm just trying to fuck up some dudes from yeah. Montana. Yeah. Mr. Four by Four is up. Gung Fu. Well, yeah. That guy knows Gung Fu out there. For sure. He's what. like, look at these guys not knowing Gung Fu is. I'm a teach him. Bam, bam. Yeah. But, okay, so you're there. You're learning. You're learning Gung Fu. So what made you stick with it? Uh, I really liked... I really liked the atmosphere. Everyone was really friendly there, and I started uh, teaching kids there as well. Oh, okay. And I really felt like I got a knack for that, and I... I love the kids, love teaching them and seeing progress through mm -hmm. them. So that's probably the biggest reason why I stayed there as long as I did was okay. the kids. Okay. And then so that in the teaching aspect and then the learning aspect, like how did you find like so how how did you find like teaching was as far as as far especially like kids, like how how did you approach that? Uh Man, I, well, I sucked at first, just like with everything like, you do. Yeah. Uh, but I tried to emulate my instructor. Okay. And just copy his sayings, copy like the things and the training regimens that he put the kids through, mm -hmm. and kind of, yeah, took it from there and okay. added little parts of myself uh, from here, uh, mm -hmm. from then on. So. Okay, so just taking what you learned, just you know, pretty much. Putting it out like with your own spin and your own and your own light from there. Okay, so that so that's the learning and then the teaching. So how did the so how did fighting start for you then? Uh, I I think I saw Vandalay Silva on a highlight reel on, yeah. on the internet. Yeah. Uh, and it was like the axe murder and it showed him like fate uh, like foot stomping some, yeah, yeah somebody and uh, like just going crazy berserker on people. I'm like, damn, that is fucking awesome. And you were like, that guy definitely does gung fu. <laughs> Yeah, that guy's a savage and I always like I fought a lot when I was a kid mm -hmm. I had to go to like anger management like from elementary school all the way up till high school Like okay. I was getting in lots of fights and I just kind of like had it deep in my soul to, to begin to with want to want <laughs> fight, Wait, wait, you had a chip on your shoulder? Uh, yes. What? Wait, So I saw that and that kind of made me want to get into martial arts and, and fighting. And then I saw Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner fight. Oh. 
And that like, I was okay. like, yeah, I gotta fight. I can, it's, I could throw down like yeah. that. It's funny how that fight is like sim was symbolic for the UFC, but also it's just like a uh, frame of reference for MMA in the states, really. Yeah. And it, it showed a lot of grittiness and heart. But when you look back at that fight, it's not that it's good. a fucking trash. Fight. Yeah. yeah. Oh no no no! It's <laughs> like, well, it's like you know when we're like, like history really shows like it's like remember when we were so just this past Thursday, Scott and I we were looking at you. Know, at Pride One, and we saw Hicks and Gracie versus Nobuhiko. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy to see because that was so Pride One was 1997, I want to say. So in just 21 years, the sports completely changed. And even then, like uh, Stephen Bonner and Forrest Griffin, I want to say that was what 2005. Yeah, could so could be any any more than that. So around like mid 2000. Mm -hmm. And think about how fights look now compared to that, and it's. Yeah, it's vast, it's vast and change. What about yeah. what? So that's the thing that we need to like kind of touch on. Most people see that fight, just people, humans, yeah. right? See that fight, see what's going on there, and they go, "What the fuck?" I would They're like, "That is that. Yeah. awful. That is." Yeah. And then McCain comes in and barbaric. Like, Stop fighting and like yeah. you know, the people have these reactions. Um, your reaction's a little bit different, and you're like, "I want to do that." Yeah, I want to do that. Why? Uh, I don't know. It's just something deep something inside deep. me like yeah. i just i guess i was angry chip on my shoulder people making fun of me always like kind of i don't know thinking they're better than me <laughs> or something i i whatever yeah. i i just yeah. yeah i saw it and i was like i can i can do that that's the other thing too like okay it's two guys trapped in a cage yeah they say go they're just knocking each other senseless mm -hmm. and I don't know. It just looked like fun too. Yeah. So, so you just saw it, and so once again, like back to like when you saw Bruce Lee, you're like, oh hey, I want to do that, and now it's just making that realism connection for you. So then, okay, how did you go about then? So how did you find out where you could fight, or how did you look that? How did you get started in that? Uh, so my my coach was approached by uh, some gym in like Portland or, oh, okay. or Salem, yeah. and. Okay. Uh, they called and they were like, yeah, we're looking for fighters. We're calling up in the Seattle area. Do you have any fighters? So wait, they call and go? <laughs> yes. yes. This is already sounding yeah. pretty yeah. shysty. Yes. Yeah. So they call. Yeah, and everybody's then, really green. Gonna... Yeah, exactly. You know, someone in burp, burp, burp. Exactly. Yeah. And so my instructor was like, yeah, you know, this, this might be good for you. Then you won't have to be, like, around anybody here. No pressure of, like... Uh, your friends and family being around wherever you can just go take a little vacation have a little fight and then come back I said you know what maybe you're right maybe that taking the pressure off what, what I didn't know which is so obvious now yeah. that I was getting fucking sandbagged yeah. hard yeah. they said oh yeah I only had one you're fight set up. Yeah. but he had Muay Thai and he probably had a few street fights like the guy knew how to throw a punch like he was he was way better he was me. not great I want to back no. up a little bit what is your what's your uh, is it sensei or instructor what was his job Sifu. Out, Sifu. Yeah. what was his job outside of the gym uh, he, he sold the used exactly. cars Exactly. Exactly. That sounded like a used car salesman way to pitch. Well, good. Go on a little vacation and uh, get a little fight and it'll be good. What that can I do to get? What can I do to get? I would be like, what does that guy do? Is yeah. there an attorney? Yeah. Doubt it. Or is he used car salesman? Yeah. Because yeah. that is. I can get you this fight right now. Yeah. It, it wasn't smart. I ended up driving down to Salem, Oregon. With and him. Wayne, yeah, with him. Weighing in in my jeans, they didn't give a fuck about my weight. I fought that night and got my ass kicked. Almost won because he got tired of punching me. Oh shit. <laughs> I broke my nose, fractured my orbital, and yeah, spent 
spent some time in the hospital and had to get my nose reset. So, uh, word of advice to kids out there, make sure you know how to fight before you actually get in the cage and try and fight. And also know what you're getting into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't get sandbagged. Yeah. Trust your coach. Watch a few fights first. Maybe do a smoker, yeah. then get in the cage. So. Okay, yeah, so you're there Can in I the ask hospital. A question? Yeah, yeah. Has yeah, to. no, you're yeah. already there. Yeah. So you're in the hospital, you're pretty banged up. Yeah. Um, and there's a point where you're like, you know what? I'm going to do this shit again. Yeah, like, I can't what? I can't be one and done and have my ass kicked that bad. No. I had to like get better. I had to get better and come back and at least have one win, at least be one and one. And that right there is why I fucking respect you is because you it that internal thing that subjective thing that it's it's really abstract whatever I it is I can't be a loser yeah I can't I no it's just that yeah, no no it's that, it's that, no it's the perseverance that's what I see I think I know what you're saying because you know what Joel you you put that same situation for about 99 hell even more than that of people like walking on this earth and they're not gonna go back in there no nope. it's like no they in fact they'll go like all right whatever I did this. That's fine. So, oh, I guess I suck. I'll, I'll never be any good. No, because I, I got really hurt. I'm gonna quit. Yeah, no, because that's what no, because that that's what most people like. That's what the average person, quote unquote, is gonna do. So, I mean, yeah, what Scott's like mentioning, like, so what? If you could just think about like what about it, like really, like, so you're there. You're you face, you know, you face a lot of adversity. I mean, it was a messed up situation. You got messed up. What made you want to go back in there? Yeah. Uh, well, the fact, like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't end with a losing record, mm -hmm. and I, it's just something that I wanted to continue to pursue. I knew I wasn't all, the, I wasn't a black belt. I wasn't like an expert martial artist, so I still had room to grow there. And I just wanted to have that feeling of like getting a submission or knocking somebody out or like I've never had that feeling before like you beat kids up on the playground it's not the same thing you know you get in a scuffle recess know, teacher breaks it up yeah. it's, it's pretty fun though I mean, yeah. it is <laughs> but but uh yeah yeah so that's it I just want that feeling of that success all all yeah. that hard work like people don't realize how much preparation goes into a fight even a shitty mediocre amateur fight it takes a lot of work so I I wanted to see see some some success from all that work and actually i did my second fight mm -hmm. uh up at axe oh uh okay. matt hume was actually uh the referee so that was pretty cool <laughs> this guy brandon thorne from charlie's combat club was there with flat top aka phoenix jones and they like were looking at me laughing at me like oh man you're gonna kick this guy's ass all this stuff like yeah. just totally like trying to punk me out mm -hmm. and uh, I guess he was from the streets he was like a, a blood or something like that anyways <laughs> they're all they're all talking shit I get into the I get into the ring and uh, I hear all his homies saying like fuck them up we from the streets blood show them what we do we from the streets <laughs> and then they, and they call out his name and they're just like yeah yeah we from the streets blood yeah. and then they call out my name and yeah. i just had enough of all the eyeballing the yeah. shit talking and yeah. so i just fucking screamed yeah it's like top of my lungs just like <laughs> and then everybody was quiet like holy shit and then, the, and then he saw that i wasn't fucking around like i was crazy i was gonna die in and so, ding, bell goes off. We get in there. Uh, we start throwing a little bit. He takes me down because yeah. Charlie's like, yeah. they're really good at takedowns. I have yeah. no wrestling, 
no grappling He's not or a anything. Bloods would never fucking. <laughs> he was shot the fair one with you the whole time if he was really banging. He, yeah. he hits me a little bit. Yeah. I, I get back up and he starts chasing me, trying to take me down again. Boom! I hit him with like three solid uppercuts. He keeps trying to take me down. Yeah. I grab the ropes. Good man. Matt didn't call it or anything. <laughs> I stuff his yeah, tape Matt down. Matt with the cringe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> grab the he, he does not like the, uh, he does not like the blood. So yeah. I grab the ropes, stuff the yeah. tape down, yeah. get a guillotine choke, boom. Wow. Done See. deal. Submitted him in the first round like a minute. Damn. So all that shit talk, all that stuff, like didn't mean anything because I fucking choked him out. Joel Rizak doesn't it. fuck around. Yeah, no, no, you he know, doesn't. Like all the glitz and glam yeah. and all the yeah. shit talking. Yeah. Wait, so Joel, you got into guillotine. Did you ever train any grappling before? Very minimal. Like, I had Just, repped out yeah. some guillotines, repped out some arm bars, watched a few, like, YouTube videos like Uriah Faber showing how he does a guillotine yeah. and that's it and I fucking got it. So in there. you just went in there just with your gung fu yes. and your YouTube <laughs> <laughs> your UPNTs, and you yes. fucked him up in the first round. Yes. That is awesome. Gung yeah. fu guillotine video blood gang. Who wins? Damn, yeah. even this guy trained at Charlie's one of the best gyms in uh, yeah. Washington and yeah. just Yeah, it's that fucking fire that Yeah. Yeah. It's it's right. just that you refuse to be phased by shit. Yeah, and that that's impressive. So, um, what what happened after that? Like what? Uh, I got a trophy. I had some beers, and yeah, it was an awesome night. But then, as far as like fighting after that, I think uh, my next fight was another guy from Charlie's. I swear to God, I almost <laughs> yeah. this dude's next fight was about to be Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all, finish this little motherfucker. <laughs> all Charlie's combat guys, and I beat every single one of them. Like the only one that did beat me was, uh, yeah, Billy Walker, who and I that, fought, who yeah. you fought as well, and he's yeah. a tough son of a bitch. Jesus. And I yeah. came back later to rematch him for a title, like towards the end of my amateur career, if you want to yeah. call that, and and beat him unanimous. So. Yeah. Yeah, you whipped that ass. I was yeah, there. Yeah. I was in the corner yeah. smiling. I was like, yeah, yeah Billy. Yeah, get him. But anyway, let's, but yeah, let's so, flash so, back to the third fight. Okay, third yeah. fight. Uh, uh, some I forget his name. Some guy from Charlie's. Anyways, uh, my stand-up, I'm like, I, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of Taekwondo-ish, like hoppy. It wasn't fluid. It, it wasn't fluid. My footwork kind of sucked. It was very choppy. But I was just trying to stay away and not get taken down and okay. not really get hit too much. Trying so to keep your distance. Keep my distance, establish some jabs, establish some kicks. Uh, and then I, I ended up knocking him down with a head kick, I think oh, wow. in the first round. Like he was, if I would have just left him there, they probably would have called the fight. Yeah. But I got on top of him and tried to finish him off and that yeah. kind of woke him back up. He stood yeah. back up woke and, him and, and we, went, we went the distance in the fight, but I, I knocked him down again. Uh, with another head kick and some punches, and it was just yeah, he was all fucked up after that fight. But yeah. that yeah, that was my third fight. So that, so that was your third fight, okay? And you're still at like Dragon's Lair. Still, yeah, at so Dragon's still just Lair. gung fu, gung yeah. fu and YouTube. Yes, yep. Okay. Just 100% fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, that's what you guys need that to is, That's yeah. what most of fighting is. Like yeah. if you don't have heart, you're not gonna go far in fighting. That's, no, I know. I mean, you're not that, gonna be able to push yeah. yourself. You're not gonna be driven. I must not have heart because I couldn't. <laughs> I, if I, I think a lot. I'm like, if I would have got my ass whooped like that in my first fight, I remember when he told me this a long time ago. I was like, man. I probably would have been like, well, time to go play some basketball. <laughs> yeah. I, I just got to be honest because I, I feel like for me, um, there was just there. There was a lot of just good, not easy fights until I, I had easy fights until I got to Demetrius, and even my second 
This was before MMA. My second Muay Thai fight, I got kicked and dropped, but then I didn't have problems after that. But I always wondered, I was like, who's going to fucking yeah. put it on me? And that was DJ. Yeah. And I, I guess that was my test, was like, what do I do after this? But that wasn't even MMA. Yeah. It's different getting your ass whipped in Muay Thai with a whole bunch of rules and like regulations versus just raw yeah. MMA with no experience. Raw MMA, and this is back in the day MMA, no shin, no shin no, guards. Yes. Before it was yeah. regulated by yeah. any state. Jesus yeah. 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 Christ, dude. Yeah. Just no elbows and no strikes uh, to the to the head on the ground. With, like yeah, some, elbows, some, 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 but still, it's like it's about as raw as it gets. Very, very minimal from, rules, especially from, for amateur. From the, and you're going in there really with just I mean a limited base, just in terms of like what MMA could be. All right, just fucking gung fu punches. Yeah, gung. Yeah. So okay, so then. <laughs> I really wish yeah. I would have started at AMC from the get-go. Yeah. I really wish I, I would have, but okay, whatever, say so, la vie. All right, so then for that transition there, so how did you find like AMC or what made you make the, the transition to AMC? Uh, like, I just saw like Keros, Drew Brickenshire, because I mean, I was fighting in all these fights and I yeah. always saw those guys winning. Yeah. You know, I saw DJ yeah. winning. Yeah. And I was like, man, these guys are fucking good. Speaking I want to fight Drew, like that. Drew just won the featherweight title in yeah. Boise. Yeah. Yesterday. After getting his nose yeah. mashed yes, up. Yes, man. Yeah. Got the rear naked choke. Congrats to Brickenshire. Yeah, still, still in it, man. But uh, yeah. That's another guy yeah. who's a great example of heart and it, the, it makes me so frustrated that the game's so political because I really feel like, you know, he should be in one of those bigger promotions. Yeah. Just give him a shot, honestly, because the guy's not going to stop. Yeah. He's still, and he just holds on to that goal that he still will make it into that. Yeah. It's amazing, dude. Shout out to you, Drew. For real. We yeah. might have you on. Yeah. We might have Drew on yeah. next, man. But, um, okay, so you saw, you know, these successful amateur fighters, Keros, Drew, DJ, like you said, and you're seeing... You're seeing them compete, I would say, because you're on the you're on the cards. Mm -hmm. So then, you wanted to like just see how they trained, or want to see what they yeah, did. Yeah, well, I, I saw, I knew we didn't have any ground, and you need ground for MMA. Mm -hmm. And I saw them getting belt after belt after belt. I'm like, man, wouldn't that be awesome to be a champion, right? Mm -hmm. So. I lost to Billy Walker my next fight. That was so like my fourth fight number four. Yeah, okay. four, fight four or five. Yeah, and uh, I was like, yeah, fuck this. I can't be getting choked out. Like, if I want to do something with this while I'm still yeah. relatively young, learn. I gotta learn. I gotta learn grappling. Okay. So, and those guys were the best. That everyone knows that AMC has like some of the best grappling. Yeah. So uh, after that, I told my coach, hey, I I need to finish up here finish teaching some of the kids mm -hmm. like uh, maybe get my get my black belt along that takes and then once that goal is achieved then i'm going to move on and mm -hmm. so that's what i did mm -hmm. and i've been at amc ever since i think it's been what seven years now yeah seven yeah. years i was there yeah. in 2011. <laughs> dude your story is like the first fight it's like you get beat up pretty bad and you're like in the hospital i can't be getting my ass whooped yeah. <laughs> and then you're going like yeah. and then you hit this other block where you get choked and you're like Man, I can't get fucking choked like that. And then you just keep going. Joel, that's like, a, that's like a movie. You have to adjust. Yeah. You have to uh, keep getting better and find your weaknesses. And people will exploit your weakness weaknesses. So once they do, you gotta adjust. So and get better. Now, um, I we always feed in the philosophical questions, right? And I've, I've asked a couple other guests. It's like, why fighting though? Why something with so much risk and even at the amateur level so little reward? Like why why do this activity? Why not just do um, martial arts recreationally teach kids like 
See, why go I, in I, and put yourself in that type, those type of situations over and over? I got to challenge myself and prove to myself, and also you know, it's silly, but prove to other people that I'm worth something. That like I can do, I can do something that's very hard that they can't do. You could you run know? a marathon. Uh, right? Yeah, but, but this is this is like the ultimate. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's marathon runners aren't. Aren't risking their lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, maybe maybe a few of them sometimes. But no one's like but, punching a marathon. You're right. Runner. Right. Basketball. Until now. <laughs> Until now. MMA marathon coming to you in 2020. Yeah. You see me? Zach, the unchallenged champion. Yeah, guys, just watch out for the Boston Marathon. I'm here there on a segue, just punching people. Or like, why not even get wrapped up in in a job? And I know you have a really interesting job. We'll get to that later. But like, why? That's just kind of. I think people who don't understand the sport. Still, it's just kind of like, why do this? Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. It's my just, passion. You're just a warrior, man. I mean, that's that, 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 that's how I see it. Right. You know, people have like this, you know, idea in their head of like what a you know what a fighter is, or like what a person who has you know who's a who wants to put themselves like in those kind of in those kind of scenarios. Like, mm. They have an image, but I mean, really, I've seen you know I've seen a lot. Of fighters, you know, throughout, throughout the years, you know, we, we all have, but no, but Joel, like you are pretty much. If I want to like point out to somebody, like, okay, what's you know, what what's a what's a fighter, what's a warrior look like? Yeah. That's you, man. Yeah. Like yeah. no, really, no, it's Thank true, you. it's true. Like there's no other, like I mean, just knowing, like just knowing your story and also just seeing it firsthand too. Just like you, you can't deny that. You can't I, deny it. Yeah. I think it also has to yeah. do with like on some level, like agency, right? And so what I mean is like you've had. And I come from a similar space too. You have these interactions where people are either testing you or what they're trying to do is strip away your personal agency. Either they're verbally attacking mm -hmm. you or they're threatening you physically. So instead of shying away from it and maybe taking the longer route, you're like, no, I'm not gonna run away from confrontation. So what is an activity? And I might be putting some values on your experience, but it's just my observation. You're putting yourself in this activity that is super confrontational. It's incredibly scary. And at the end of the day, too, you're not a man of many words. That's what I've always respected about you. You have this, like, regulatory system where you're like, I don't want to say some stupid shit. And you've always been like that. But then in fighting, the time for speaking stops. Mm -hmm. That's why you don't like that shit. You're like, here's this, this tribal sort of thing. This guy's a blood. He's this. He's that. You're really in this zone where, like, none of that even matters. The talking stops. Mm -hmm. And that really is like Pocholo saying is what Pocholo is saying is a very it's like a warrior mentality. It's not an intellectual exercise. Like it's samurais broke beautiful poetry and they had really interesting ways of viewing the word world, but they weren't like the intellectual trying to understand all the shit. They're yeah. like, you go forward. Exactly. You like battle, this is what you do. It's this yeah. it's honor, it's my respect. I'm I'm retaining that. And I, I see in all of your fights that's Really, what you were trying to preserve, and you like had this mentality that you just were you refused to be conquered. I remember when you fought Matt Deepa, and I was yeah. that was that was one of the most brutal amateur fights I had ever seen. And I remember seeing you outside of the cage, and you really went through it, and you were just like, "Fuck, dude!" I you're like, "I shouldn't have got finished," and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Like, I didn't look at fighting like that. I felt like I was too. I felt like I just had I had good technique, so I was like, "I cannot get touched." But I was like, could I fucking do that? I never told you that. That fight rattled me, dude. Not because yeah. of like, well, because of what you went through, but also like just your mentality. I was like, this is crazy. So I think it is. I was so close to beating that guy too. Multiple times in that fight. Mm -hmm. I head kicked him, had him wobbled on the fence. I hit him with a huge hook 
and his mouth guard came out and he was wobbled and they stopped the fight right there for a sec to get his mouth guard in. Okay. I also had him in two submissions. I had him in a deep triangle that I regret to this day. I should have just rolled up in that triangle. Like, that fight was so fucking intense and it meant everything to me. Like, man, I trained so hard for that fight and it just didn't go my way in the end. Uh, but I gave it everything I had, man. Like, I was I was throwing up blood at the end of that fight. I know. I was fucked up at the end of that fight. And he was, too. And he knows it. And he he lost his fight after after that, right? He yeah, lost he his lost title, his and title. I never he seen never him fight fought, again. He never fought again. I fought again yeah. after that. You did. No, no so. Joel, it's like, you know, because I, I was there, too. I was in your corner, and that was that's, like, one of the most, I want to say, harrowing experiences I ever had, like, in my life. It's just, like... It's no, it's like it was a literal almost. You know, they show in the Rockies movies. It's like no, but it was that was like that was a rock. You guys like when people talk about giving everything they had, like that. No, you you gave pretty much everything you had. If if that like you, you did fifth know, you round, did. we're both yeah. exhausted. Yeah. we wobble back to our corners. Yeah, and like I'm slumped over like this. Matt grabs yeah. me by the face. Matt yeah. Hume grabs me by the yeah. face and is like, "If you want to win, take him down. Listen to me." Listen to me! <laughs> like he's yelling yeah. at me. No, like, like and that, I like, tried. No. I tried to take him down and finish him. I tried to yeah. win the fight. It just wasn't wasn't in the cards. That no, bad, I guess. No, yeah, no, no, Joel. You put like, I mean, few people in this life can say that they put everything they had into like into a single moment, and you did. And it's mm. and that's just uh no, yeah, because no, that 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 shaped me too. Because like looking at it, I was like, damn, that's that. You 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 walk away from that. You walk away from that. Like, you're not you're not the same person like no matter who, who watched that mm -hmm. like from there and I feel like it's just a testament it's a testament to your will and it's like you know outcomes are outcomes but at the end of the at the end of the day it's like you you, you can look back and you can say you know oh maybe I should have done this maybe I should have done that but what you did do is that you put yourself there and you were willing to see it to the end <coughs> most people won't will not do that that's like that, that, that that's what I remember and well, I have a question now, too, because there's, um, I want to talk about, like, the current culture at AMC, because there's definitely been a shift, um, a significant shift, I, I think, in terms of, like, the way, like, you and I, and Potrova was there for this, which I think contributes to his game now. His style is a product of him as a martial artist, but it's also a product of when we were there, it's and the when mentality. we were fighting, yeah. and we had this, that mentality, I had that mentality, DJ still has that mentality, Carol's had that, where it's this high-pressure, literally, like, do or die type of, of fighting style not like we're unintelligent but can you like speak to the differences you've seen in terms of the fighters that are coming up now compared to like your generation my generation and well they're definitely more well-rounded like mm -hmm. and i think a lot of them are coming in with a background like james has kung fu uh, morgan had muay thai experience like mm -hmm. uh sean had jujitsu so mm -hmm. there there's lots of people now like heading to amc i feel like and they're starting their amateur career and they already had years of martial arts experience so they, they have the skills yeah. and stuff mm -hmm. I, and i didn't yeah. have that i just i mean i had a little bit of kung fu but it's really but, it's not like real fighting and that's your observation but i'm trying to actually get it i'm actually what's, to, what's your mindset that i'm trying to get at a particular mindset that i feel oh, is being isn't present 
in the fighters now. Yeah. And that's not, I'm not saying it's a bad or a good thing. It's probably a more intelligent approach. Yeah. But all the things you just described in the way that you fought. Just your story. Just like, just, I think what Scott's getting what is your mind? Yeah. What was, uh, what's your well, mindset I, when you get into it? I don't know. I, yeah. I just, I'm ready to fucking die in there. I, didn't, I did not give a fuck. I, you know, this is a silly amateur fight. And, uh, the, but I don't know. It meant the world to me and it meant meant uh, risking your life <laughs> it's no. silly but no, i know but, but that's and, no, and i think i, no, maybe, I understand that. maybe not their mindset is uh it's more of a sport and i i think all those guys all those guys now fight better than i i can ever fight like they're super good uh and they're getting better too which is crazy they're getting better all the time i, yeah. I train with them it's it's awesome to see them getting better uh but i don't know i it's it's not silly though, like the, the way you put it, it's in terms of like the way I look at that mindset and because, you know me, I'm getting to be a fossil as well, but uh, the, way, you know, the way I look at it, because when I look at, you know, like Scott said, because I'm seeing the current crop because I'm still, I'm still there, I'm still training, I'm still fighting, but I'm like, I, I you know, I reminisce like, man, I, I, miss, I miss the days when it was, you know, when fighting was about fighting, not about, I, me personally, I feel it's not just about the fighting anymore. It's about the fighting and it's about other other things like popularity and other shit. It's yeah, like, no, whatever, no. you know? And, right. Uh, but, you know, it's, I just don't, because when, when I was with you guys, when I was, you know, with, you know, you, Joel, Scott, you know, Pat, DJ, Karos, all those guys, like, like it was, we, we, were, we were in it because it's, it's, that war, it's that warrior mentality. It's like we're there one-on-one. -on -one. It's about, you know, it is. It's a do or die situation, and you needed that mentality, like, to, to thrive in there. And I'm not sure, you know, what's quite happening. I mean, let's not even talk about the current fighters. About people, you know, coming up in in the ranks, like what they're. I'm just trying to figure out like what their goal is. In terms yeah, of, like, I I feel that to too. Yeah. Well, I feel it's missing. I feel something's missing just for me. Yeah, because yeah. what you're, and if we use like if we're intelligent about it, I think that mentality, that do or die mentality, may not be the best approach. But I think there's something you just take away from it, right? <clears throat> In terms of like this is, I was able to look at these fights as like this is it. And I, I had a conversation with another young fighter, and I was like, look, dude, I was obsessed about my opponent, and he's like, oh, I wasn't that neurotic. He's like, I wasn't that neurotic, and I just was like, the fuck? Like in my mind, I was like. No, I was fucking obsessed. Not like what he was gonna do to me, but like the moment. Like I was when I would see someone at Wayne's, I was just looking at their face. I was like, I got him beat here. I got him beat here. This is over. I'm gonna kill this dude. And like, I know that sounds intense, but that's how I thought about it. I was like, this is real. I could get knocked unconscious in front of my family. I could get assaulted in front of my family. It's I could, true. You know, and <laughs> and this is literally what it could be. I was like, I could get cut. I could get bloody. All these people came out to support me. This is not some sort of popularity contest. This is. For me, like in its purest form, unarmed combat, and that's how I viewed it. The stakes. This is high. it. You yeah. know what I was like? I was like, I would probably be doing this shit even if there wasn't a crowd. You know, yeah. just me and this person, and me testing who I am, and testing my metal, and see if I have what it takes. And that's why me and Joel always used to joke about like Navy SEALs. We're like, fuck, we're never Navy SEALs, but this is our combat, and that's how we look at it. It's literally life or death. And I know in the scheme of things, in actual combat, it's probably the lesser form, but you can be separated from consciousness. Yeah. Literally, you, you can be separated from consciousness. You can have a limb broken. You can have a limb, limb snapped. And I, I think the up-and-coming fighters, they know that, but they're in a whole different realm of thinking about it. I accepted that weight, and it made me perform better, mm -hmm. you know? And um, even just, like, the pressure style now, I don't see, like, a high-pressure style like we had at AMC. 
where it was like it was creating the best techniques because we're always trying to take each other down we're trying to like pressure each other until we break and we lose all our cardiovascular endurance and like that's there a little bit but it's just it's different it is, it, no, it's it, not like it, it that grinder style and maybe and maybe it's for the the best maybe it's like we need we need the point fighting style a little bit mm -hmm. but that grinder like i'm gonna break you style is like kind of fleeting and i'm trying to i'm trying to grab hold of mm -hmm. it and present it back yeah their fighting style is uh is definitely more fun to watch like a lot of my fights were fucking garbage too. I, you you know, say that? Nah, you say right, that? Man, dude. No, nah, nah, knees, nah. Like, no, just dude, you it, yeah. it wasn't. It it wasn't that good. But uh, I, I don't know. I like. I like. Uh, I like James fight the best like, out of all those fight. I, I, that flying knee was sick, but I really like James fight the best just because like he faced adversity in there. He got fucking tossed on his head and his shoulder, and I was right there to see it. Like came back up. He had like, and he kept fighting. He kept putting. I feel like no, you're he right. He kept putting pressure on no, the guy. James is a warrior. Him. No, but the thing yeah, with James I, is, like, is if there's anybody out of the new guard, right? Mm -hmm. James has that, mm -hmm. and so that's what, both. Like, that's why I, I'm so hopeful for him in his his career, and I hope it blossoms. And I told him this. It's like he's he was so open minded. He hears us when we speak to him in that. And don't don't discredit your fucking fights, dude. Because those yeah. some of those fights. I still think about to this day and before I came in, on here and spoke with you I had to reflect on like all the just wars you had been in yeah man and it's, don't no it's yeah. it's because it's it's a workmanship effort like not everyone respected like Pat Healy style right yeah. I did Pat Healy yeah. was a high-pressure fighter even yeah. think about Khabib there's yeah. really nothing that glamorous about Khabib Khabib's a fucking grinder though yeah I love those guys because in the third and fourth round those that's guys when you shine yeah that's when you shine yeah, yeah. because you're listening for that deep breath. You're yeah. listening for that sigh, and then it's over. That's different than coming out and touch, touch, go, go. Yeah. Like I don't like. Look, honestly, I'm not a fan of the McGregor style. It's beautiful and it's fun to watch, but I don't like the Diaz brothers, bro. I like. I'm gonna put my fucking hands on you, bro. You're gonna feel this. I like that. Gritty. I yeah. like the gritty, and I like the athletic, and that's why you know DJ. But yeah, yeah. It, it's. I'm hoping that we can still insert that style into the new age yeah. of mixed martial arts, right? No, and with James, I'm not worried, because, you know, we talked to James last week, and he just revealed, you know, so much about just his character and the way he approaches yeah, it. He's like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, but, you know, he has, he's got the same will that, that, that you do, and it's, no, like, honestly, like, the amount of adversity you've had, like, I don't think, that would break that's that, no, I know for sure that's gonna break most people. It's like you know from your first Dude, fight yeah. to like all your fights, mm -hmm. like you know that second fight with Fullwood when Fullwood cracked you. Mm -hmm. It's like no, that's still one of the loudest shots I've ever heard. Like in terms of like in yeah. just live, I was like, damn, mm -hmm. I was like, fuck, I don't, like, shot, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, and then the, the to get cut and then to come back and then to. You know, I, I feel like yeah. uh, most of my fights, if not all of them, I was always the underdog. I was always fighting up in skill level. I was never like, I, maybe like one or two times out of my 12 fights was like, like fairly evenly matched. I was always fighting up. Like they always had more yeah. ground experience or a few more fights than I did or something, you know? Yeah. So. Dude, or your fight against Lyndon. Uh, Linda Harai, I, I, I always remember that too. You, I mean, he was, you know, an aggressive wrestler, like kept kept taking you down. And then it's just like, in, in the third round, Trevor's like, you know, the most anime I ever heard him like yelling at you to throw combinations. And then, and you broke him, man. Like there's no other way than putting it. Like he couldn't, he couldn't handle like your pressure. Like you stuffed his takedown, you, you know, 
you were putting hands on him and then you choked him out and then he, he couldn't handle that. And then I remember Charlie even talking like to you afterwards. He goes like, Lyndon, Lyndon just came like uh, at the end of the second, he came like, coach, I'm done. I, I, I don't have anything left. And he, he didn't want to go out there, but he did and it showed that, you know, he didn't have anything for you. But yeah, sorry, Scott, what were you gonna say? Well, yeah. cause now I kind of want to, cause I, I feel that just kind of the, um, it's inherently human to to feel attached to your fighting style um and to just see someone overcome obstacles in their personal life but in the the ring in the cage too like i'm drawn to you to the shit to your style just who you are as a person and i think we express ourselves when we fight but i know me and you have talked about the cost um of being in those wars and i know that um you don't know for sure what you don't know for sure what went on, dude, but um, there's been a cost in your life because of that style and because of, and I mean, you can talk about it if you want um, or share it, but what has that, and also, so that's the first thing, but what's the fucking transition been like? Because I know you were working when you were fighting, but there's a transition out of that mode. Mm. So I, I'm asking about the cost, the kind of the struggles, and then like the transition out. And, uh, yeah, no, a really sad time, like when you just kind of, figure out that eh, you're just not quite good enough and maybe maybe I would have been like if I would have stuck with it but it was a crossroads in my life where I had to choose staying in the shipyards and maybe make it professionally which is a huge risk because you can get hurt uh, uh, you might have to do 10 15 more amateur fights before you even turn pro at AMC and start making some money uh, you know, it was that's just such a long, hard road. Or I could take this opportunity and go commercial and uh, just keep going on with with my welding and make way more money than I probably ever would fighting. So I just I had to make that tough decision, stop fighting for a little bit, and uh, focus on my welding career. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was, it was really sad to just kind of I don't know. I feel like it's giving up. <laughs> you know, just it's not, I know, you know, bro. But like, yeah. it's just a realization that you're you're just not up up to snuff. You're just not quite good enough, and you have to get a get a real job, and kind of stop living your dream, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, that that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, I'm glad I made that decision. I'm glad I didn't take any more damage. I, I won my last fight, but it just wasn't a, it wasn't the fight that I thought it, it could be. Um, and then like also it just inside, like that fire wasn't burning as strong anymore. That's a big part of it mm -hmm. too. It's like when you know you've kind of lost that fire, you should probably stop. you know If it's not in your heart anymore, it's 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 not in your heart. You can't really change that. So um, yeah, I had to just, stop fighting and focus on on my welding career and all the opportunities that it afforded me mm -hmm. yeah yeah well when you speak about when you speak about that fire i think you know when you talk about it that way making that decision then i think that's the right decision because i felt the reason that you stopped fighting is that you understood in yourself that you're un that you're unable to put out you know the same kind of performance that you did before because especially you you're such a you know you're such a spirited and like fiery you know mm -hmm. fighter hyper competitive because, exactly no because that no because that's you as a person like scott said like that's your style that's your expression and your expression showed in, in fights that's who you are as a person and you realize that no i'm not you 
you can't put out, you can't put forth an honest effort that you yourself could accept, and you would rather you'd rather not not do that because that would that would be if anything that'd be going against like what what would you represent as far as like putting out a hundred percent of your of your character that's and like, that's, that's super honest that is that's that's hard for people to that's accept. hard honest. that's that's honestly that's to choose to not to do something is just as hard as choosing to do something especially in terms of like what what, what we're talking about here that honest kind of reflection because a lot of people they like to hide they like to hide the truth because the truth is is hard to accept mm -hmm. and i feel like you always like been able to look at that head on and like see you you just wanted the, you just you're able to make the hard the hard choice you know and honestly i think that's that was that's the right choice for you like like you said like and it's accepting that and it's like and accepting that's so hard like acceptance is, is in anything like it's hard but especially like in something that you love like or something that, that that's your dream a lot of people i mean if anything you would be hiding to keep trying to pursue it knowing that you're not going to get there if anything that's not that's not honest representation of what you want to do mm -hmm. so that is how i look at it. and that took that, that takes a lot of courage and a lot of you know perseverance still mm -hmm. yeah and yeah it's uh it's crazy too because the amateur i i i said this to someone at james i was like the amateur the being professional is a luxury yes it's a complete and utter luxury i mean if you and i'm not saying people it's not like a unearned privilege right in well, some, some, some cases yeah in some, if you're 0 7 and you fight at eqc all the time yeah and so first and some people <laughs> made it and some people really made enough, it to the yeah. big show because of politics so i yeah. get that but in amateur it's literally all unencompensated fighting and in and, and, and some of these local shows i mean i don't know what their uh profit margins are but at the end of the day it's kind of this like fucked up situation because you the medical bills are on you the the time you spend time and you're actually paying to be at your gym all those things and so it's just interesting you literally have to be in it because you love doing it you know yeah and i think um and i want to back up because i i wanted you to answer my question you answered my question but i have a portion to it there is um i experienced this and i know you have to but probably differently after i stopped competing i was having like issues with anxiety and shit like heavy out of nowhere anxiety and i can like trace it to like a year after i stopped competing i would be i was at this i was at uh on this campus at cascadia i'd be sitting in a lecture and all of a sudden i would just get this anxiety that was just like going through my body and I have to get up and like run or do push-ups this is really kind of like bizarre thing and i was reflecting on whether then that's always been with me but i think what it was is i didn't have that outlet anymore and also it was just it was all the stress on my life too. Yeah. You, yeah, you've talked about concerns about maybe because you've experienced something like that. You've always been kind of intense and anxious like know. me. But when you stopped competing, you said you had some concerns. Could you talk about that a little bit more? And yeah, just uh, sadness, um, anxiety. But uh, at I never completely stopped. So I think. Uh, just having the gym still there for me and still going fairly regularly uh, put that to the curb a little bit mm -hmm. like I still deal with it but uh, since I, I still kind of kept training still kind of progressing it, it wasn't as bad as I think it could it could have been mm -hmm. if you know I had done what you you did and just, just dipped. left dipped mm -hmm. out did something completely different yeah. you know 
because like you're saying there's you have all this excess energy that you need to burn off and then when you don't have that outlet of the gym and the camaraderie of the gym too i think that really can uh s- snowball on you, you get and crazy yeah you get a little crazy so mm-hmm. uh especially when we're so used to training five six days a week and then on our own on top of that yeah. doing conditioning and stuff like that that's a lot of energy every single week of your life mm-hmm. and then just to go cold turkey or virtually cold turkey is is just a big shift in your personal life and like i don't know uh, it physically too you know your body it's it's hard for your body to handle i think so i i don't know i just uh i got through it got some help and i feel a whole lot better now um yeah uh, thank god for the gym and you guys and my other friends out there so yeah do you ever think the that those symptoms though and these i know these are deep questions but yeah uh, and then i mean you're not obligated to answer them but do you think that um your fighting style and the damage you took in the in the fights do you think that contributed to probably oh yeah i probably lost five years off my life uh i'll probably have some sort of alzheimer's when i'm older or is that i don't know that's just what I was willing to accept and I'll probably have to accept in the future. Um, Yeah, it kind of sucks. My memory is definitely not as good as it was in my 20s when I started martial arts. So yeah, that's just uh, what I have to deal with now, I guess. (laughs) Now it's like you you set me up for this next question and I I just think it's important for people who watch this to like hear your answer and I want to hear it too. Cause I've gone through similar shit, dude. Honestly, like the whole memory thing you just said, like I, I managed to stay on the Dean's list here at UW Bothell. And honestly, I don't know how I did it. Cause my memory, especially when I stopped competing was just fucking shot. And I already have like ADHD and stuff like that. But it was, I feel, and I didn't take a lot of damage in my fights, but I still got cracked. There was times when- Well, all that damage you take leading up to the fight too. No one accounts for that. Right. No, and, and we trained stupid, like, <laughs> Matt will tell you, DJ will tell you, like everybody will say, like we trained too hard. Me and you were going way, way too hard in the in the ring. I, like every time we sparred, I remember like getting done with the first warm up round, like really like already like dripping sweat, like red face, like panting, because we just had a hard round with each other. And DJ just looks at me and starts laughing because he knows what's happening, you know. And that was me and you every fucking time. Yeah. Every every week, twice a week, me and you for years. You're so like my main you, training partner. You yeah. add up all that damage on top of any fight damage you take. That's uh, quite a beating for then, anybody. Yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel like and that train damage like sneaks up on you because you don't count it. He's like, oh well, it's just that. But yeah, no, it's true. And I I remember that as well. But now these new guys, they're training smarter. Um, we're all training smarter now too. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's definitely gonna help out their careers and their brains. So I'm I'm happy that the sure. the attitude has kind of changed in the gym, or maybe it's just that we stop being so fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, but that, that's the thing because it's like how much I think that that was just especially like you know you you two are very you know are, are just intense. Like, you know people that's <laughs> just that you just happen like both both of you guys just clash. But I mean I felt that too. Like when I sparred against you guys, you guys would. You know, turn it up on, on me, but I and I had to like but return it from there. Honestly, yeah. that's what fucking made me so gritty, though, dude. Well, that's, I, I mean, and it's like I, you can. Here's the thing: some people like, yeah, I understand longevity and things like that, but I think honestly too, there's another perception. People don't know they don't like that intensity. 
I'm just gonna be real mm-hmm. at the same time. Like, cause I mean, there'd be all sorts, like if people are critiquing me because I'm training and injuring myself, that's a fair critique. Cause I'm not, I'm not mindful. Mm-hmm. But if it's if it's just my fighting style that I'm pre- I, I am intense and I do have pressure, but I'm not hurting anybody, and yet you're still critical. It's something about it. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that um, I don't regret. Honestly, I regret not listening more to like DJ and resting and things like that. But I don't regret having that mentality. Having I just don't. Mentality? Yeah, I, 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 I don't because I feel like it. It, I was more than prepared for those fights, man. Oh, yeah. The only reason I could take two years off and come back and win outside of athletic ability and win an amateur fight against an undefeated amateur fighter is because of that fucking mentality. Because I didn't accept shit. I said, fuck ring rust. I said, I work too hard. I go through too much shit in here. And I needed that, right? And it may not have been the most intelligent. It may not have been... But, I mean, I... I'm like you, Joel. Like, I feel like may, there may be some shit down the line that I run into. Even though I didn't take a whole lot of like, in my actual fights, I took very little damage. I just was too dominant. But I feel like there's just signs. That's a good problem to have. Too, I know. Too dominant. Yeah. <laughs> too strong. <laughs> but no, there's there's these issues that pop up where I'm like, this this memory issue wasn't, and I had it, but it wasn't as bad. And it could be age, but I also think it's like, all I took I took probably a, one of the hardest shots I took in my title defense at uh, when I um. Fought at yeah, what was it? Genesis. I fought this guy, BJ San Lucas, and he almost fucking knocked me out, dude. And I remember not being right for like weeks after that. Yep. You know, and that there's nothing. I mean, the brain it's a, a malleable, strong organ, but still, that that should never happen. That kind of kind of that that shit that shit. Lasts. Everything has a cost. Yeah, and you know, and I think about that, and that's what the the newer guys have over us is like it's our shit was archaic on some level. Yeah, you know. No. And what about the generation or two before us that trained at AMC? They were probably training way harder than we ever trained. Too. Matt, yeah. Matt talks about it. Oh yeah. So I mean, he's like, we were fucking psycho. Like, and Matt, this is the new guys don't have the type of conversations Matt had with us. He'd be yeah. like, Sakurai is bringing in some guys. You gotta fucking break them. Like he didn't. Yeah. Those weren't his exact words, but that's what he just expected. Him. Yeah. It's like if you're going, he's like, he's like amateurs and pros train here. There was never any segregation. Yeah. No, you're sparring pros. Bibby's here, you're going at Bibby. Matt Brown's here, he's bigger than you, you're going to spar Matt Brown. Wiki's here, oh, we're driving up from AMC Pacific to spar Wiki. Oh, this, there's this guy who just does boxing and spars hella hard? That's what he's going to do. you got to get him up with him. You know what I mean? And yeah. you know what I'm talking about. That's my guy there. Yeah. But it's it's the same, or there's guests there. And whenever there's guests in the gym, there's just this thing in the air where it's like, Oh, here it goes. Here we go. You want to, like those guys that came up from Brian Johnson's, unannounced. Matt went around everyone and was like, fuck them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Show them. That's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. But that is where we came up under that. DJ came up under that. And so I'm always torn because I'm like, DJ is so athletic and he's so... But he he's a part but, of that too. But he has that grit. Mm-hmm. That, that's, the thing. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. No, when, it, we, when Dotson drops him, yeah. it wasn't the... It's, that, that saves him. Yeah. It's the shit we're just talking about yeah. now where he's like, okay... No, here, motherfucker. You yeah, know? and no, I can yeah. attest to that too. Just in terms of grit, like just going against, you know, just training with you guys all the time. I remember, like, when when I fought, it's like, oh, well, th- this is easy. Like from the, I mean, even though like my first two fights, you know, didn't, I, I lost them. But it's mm-hmm. like, I never felt. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't. It didn't feel it was that hard. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's not. That's nowhere near to the kind of things that I've faced already like in the in the gym and like with you guys you know with Joel and Scott like oh that's that's nothing like I remember 
I know you guys, you guys laugh at this, but like when I know my first fight, I, I didn't, I didn't realize like how hard that guy was trying to hit me or how, how hard I was hitting the back. I was like, oh, it's just a regular day. Bam, bam, bam. It's like, I was like, man, this guy hits like a bitch. And it's like, yeah, I remember, I remember saying that, but it's like, and, but that's the thing. It's like, it was second nature to me. And that's what, dude, it's the same thing. Cause Joel would crack me, bro. Joel would crack me with straights and I would, I mean, they were hard, but I was used to them. Yeah. And I'm not, and like I remember fighting uh, Tyler Thomas at Brian Johnson's and getting hit with this uppercut that I, I went back and watched it, and that shit was like from yeah. right here. It was from his hip, and yeah. it, I I just hate that shit. And I was like, oh, left hook, like nothing yeah. happened. Yeah. And and, and it, it wasn't just that the fact that I took the shot. It was that mentally I was just like so. I worry sometimes with newer guys who are really pretty and shit, and it's like if they get hit like that, or, what are they gonna fucking do? Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's like boom. Are you gonna go fuck? Oh shit! And maybe that's a better approach for them to go. Oh shit! And back up. Yeah. But it's it's just it's different styles. It's just like you know the older generation always has shit to say about the newer generation. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, no, but I, I wonder about that too. I wonder especially about you know because that's the thing. You're like, oh, how how's this person gonna respond to the pressure? Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's just it's just yeah it's just something 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 that you wonder. But no, I I agree with Joel. I'll just I'll, I'll plant the flag on that that. It wasn't the smartest way to train, yeah. and I would have had a much longer career. I had tons of energies, uh, injuries, cuts, separated shoulder, broken S- hand, separated rib all ribs. the time, yeah. um, and just getting cut too. Yeah, getting cut. Like, why are you getting? Why are you getting cut when you're training? Yeah. Oh, because you're training too far. I, I, I also <laughs> cut him too for the headbutt. Well, and you I, cut part, me. I partly you, you cut as well. me with the headbutt. Yeah, I partly blame this cut on Matt Hume. That's that, 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 that's true. All together, every single fighter. He's like, okay, right before fighters training, he was like, all right, you guys. Here it is. So we're. Uh, what's your What's your main goal as uh, in sparring as a as a training partner? Here it goes, and then, and then Brent Knopp, this huge, like, oh, Brent. Uh, yeah, this huge, the missing link. Yeah, the missing <laughs> link. It's just like uh, to be a good partner and help and help your partner out and, and not spar too hard. And Matt looks at him like he's an idiot and it's like, no. See? Your goal, yes. your goal is to finish your opponent at least three times. No, I was yeah. yeah. And then, so everyone's like, oh shit. And he's like, have fun out there. And he b- break. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like wound up now, like, okay, I gotta beat gotta, this guy. Yeah. I gotta finish and that's him not three times. Yeah. And then boom, like 30 yeah. seconds into yeah. it, you go for a takedown and we yeah. clack heads. Yeah. And that's all and she wrote. No, and don't get it twisted. That's not the first time he had that discussion before sparring. Yeah. Oh, really? and that was, no, yeah, I, I've heard that a multitude of times. Yeah. Right? Or like he'll, like when, I remember my best favorite story with Matt is when Wiki was here. <laughs> and it was Wiki, Matt Brown, I think Robbie Lawler's here, Rich Franklin's here, and it's big circle. And um, I think this is before you were at the gym. And we're doing these drills where it's like, you're supposed to pass the other guy's guard, guard right? passing, yeah. and then just secure them out of nowhere. Everyone has MMA gloves on because we're after sparring. Mm-hmm. And um, Matt was like, "Okay, we'll punch." He's like, "You can punch and pass." And like people are punching. He's like, "What are you guys doing? Punch to pass." So I go up against Wiki, and I remember I was throwing fucking shots. I was like, like the shit I showed that, like I was throwing like that on that yeah. guy, just whack, whack. And just, like I remember, no, I threw, yeah. I, I threw his legs to the side and I came down and my hand hit the fucking mat and it was just like, and I was like, I just didn't, I was on fire just trying to like hurt this dude. And I remember afterwards I was like, damn, should I have been training like that? And I'm in the changing room right there in the front. And then I turn around and Matt's right there and he's like, 
hey, good job today. And I'm like, hey, th- I'm like, thank you, sir. And you know, it's big when Matt's talking to you. And he's like, no, you broke him. I was like, oh no, that's what I'm trying to do. He's like, no, you fucking broke him. What does that do for me? That yeah. like, I'm like, that's what I got to do. And so, yeah, Matt had that old school mentality because that's how he came up. That's how he learned. That it was that. You know, you're looking at a guy whose dad was getting beat up by Bruce Lee, like yeah. firsthand getting thrown down. Yeah, that's how Bruce used to train people. Old school. That old school man. I see. Yeah. There's still Bruce Lee lineage. In it. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then mad. Yeah. So I don't know. It's not like you want to criticize the new because they're on to something, but it's. But there's still lessons to take away. I mean, I mean, I can say that because I because I'm there in it with the new and I was in it with you guys and that's just you know that, that that's just how I see it. I was like yeah you have such an interesting perspective because like Joel pointed out I was fucking gone I was like man and I had that sadness too I was just like waiting for fights yeah. thinking about finances working shitty ass retail and being like damn if this shit doesn't work out and I'm, I'm at I'm at retail in another five or six years I'm gonna be mad at myself mm-hmm. so I'm gonna go get that degree while mm-hmm. I'm still got some shit no, together. yeah no that's smart to do because uh, when when I was doing some work up at Matt's cabin, we're talking about martial arts, obviously, all the way back, back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. And he was saying it's the same with a lot of guys. It's the same old story. They have no backup plan. Yeah. It's only they one track mind. Like they have fighting, and that's it. That's all they're good at, yeah. and no other investments, it's no other life. skills, anything like that. So when they can't fight anymore, they're not getting those big paychecks anymore. Then what do they have? They have brain damage and. Uh, a smaller bank account, a dwindling bank account. That's about it. They got nothing to fall back on. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that same thing on how this. I mean, I shared this like I think it was on the episode with Morgan talking about that burning ladder. It's like they only have, they, they set fire to the ladder, but then once they need to get off of it, mm-hmm. there's nowhere to go back. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's yeah. crazy because there's a few guys that I have conversations with, and I feel like a dick, but I'm just like, man, the probability of you going to the level you think. You're gonna go. It's not being a dick, Scott. It's called telling the well, truth. Well, because yeah. especially guys I'm close with who are yeah. good and like they ask me my opinion. I don't try. I try not to give unsolicited advice, right? Because well, some... let me tell you something, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, you know. Let me tell you about <laughs> yeah. why this shit's not gonna work out. Grammar. And yeah. but I tell them like have a plan B and don't have a plan B that you despise. Go and learn something. Yeah. Do something you love. Do something you want to right? do. Right. Understand yeah. that because you climb this ladder here. There's other things you can do. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean okay, like not everyone can do a Shatrain and become a doctor. And become a doctor. Well, just, she also went to Yale. She so, also went yeah, to Yale, and there's just specific talents there. No, but no, but it's the thing. It's taking that same mindset and finding something else like to do, mm-hmm. and that's why you know, and that's why I think with with you guys are seeing how you guys are going about your lives now. You still have that. You still have that intensity that that drivenness the, the fire into in you but you're doing you're doing other Something things else, and that's yeah. and that's still and that's still i feel that's still a warrior mentality well and i'll tell you there. man because that's part of you guys yeah. it was refined through these relation this relation these relationships right here both of these but also amc that fired in the fire i have even just being a paralegal and doing this intense work like it's still just it's a different type of intensity and sometimes I sit there and I'm like, why the fuck would I do? Like, this is horrible. Why did this happen? But then I'm like, how many times did I ask myself that during training? Mm-hmm. How many times did I go, damn, why am I, oh, I'm exhausted. Nope. And I take breaks now. I'm better yeah. with self-care for sure. But it's no, like, but that's good. But that's just like, you know, wisdom from understanding, like what, what you can take. And not a lot of people, man, I feel like make that switch. Right? What, what switch? You the mean? switch from like, 
being all into this this fight game and then making a switch to something that is especially as gracefully honestly because yeah. a lot of people really really the fight game chews them up and spits them out and they're yeah. they're unable they're unable to do anything afterwards mm-hmm. and i think no it, it takes no because it takes courage to make that switch mm-hmm. and to understand like when to when to when to when to bow out exactly when to bow so, out gracefully that shit's so bow, hard, bowing out gracefully is hard the be, some of the best fighters in the world still didn't do that muhammad ali didn't you know, Bob like, Sapp. Bob Sapp. <laughs> well, Bob Sapp is tapping out. My boss played football with Bob Sapp. Yeah. He played football yeah. with Bob Sapp and just taught. He's like, man, Bob was crazy then. No, it's because, no, but it's the same thing because, like, I feel like the best fighter is, like, it's the double-edged sword. The same thing that makes you, you know, that makes you want to ascend to greatness is the same thing that could make you hang on for too long. Yeah. You know, but, like, when I see, like, both of you guys, you guys... You know, you had that. You had that drive, the intensity, the energy, the willingness, and the willingness to put in the work. But then you also had the clarity of thinking, "Oh, maybe now I need to go to, towards other venues because this is giving me diminishing returns." It's yeah. not. It's not. And that's. And that I think that takes more courage than a lot of people realize. And, you know, and it's hard. I feel like Joel sometimes too. It's like, "Fuck, I quit." <laughs> you know, like I, I that that. Well, yeah. I, I'm just, what though? I know, but yeah. it, it's just it's something to be real on this pot on this yeah. discussion. It's like that settles in, especially like, um, and it was that I left because I didn't want to hear anything about fighting. Anymore. Yeah, I only came back because you reached out to me. I was just like, I was like, man, like, and I started thinking so much. I was like, this, why did I waste my time doing that? Like, and it's just you, real. It's, but you sound the same. It's where I yeah. was. Yeah, and I, I didn't want to be around it because I didn't want to hear about what could have been. Because I feel like that was, this is the thing that I think killed me is one overthinking, but also it was just like, you can train with the world champion, but you also can train in the shadow of a world champion and you can fall victim to comparison. Mm -hmm. You know, although me and DJ are completely different fighters, I can't tell you how many times I was told it was going to work out this way or you have this and then it's pressure. And then I'm just like, so it was that. And then also when I got paid for fighting, that changed it for me. I'm not going to lie. When I got a check for it. Yeah. I mean, for some people, it would be a dream. For me, it was like, what? I'm getting paid for this shit? I don't, I don't know. I'd do it for free. I mean, I mean, in a weird way, like that doesn't make sense, but it, it kind of devalued it. Or, no, were you no. also like, this no, is all sense. I got? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, you know, that too. Like, well, I yeah. put on a hell of a fight. I crushed this guy, and that's all I got. And did. had the best fight on Fuck that card. That. Yeah. 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 Had exactly. the best fight on that card, wowed everybody. I could, I could have kept yeah. doing that over and over and over. And it know? wasn't just that one fight. Like, it's not just that one fight where you earned that. Everything else led up to that, and that's what you got. I think maybe that's Dude, what remember all the shit yeah. I was going through? Like, car breaking down. Yeah. You had to come, like, help me oh, with my yeah. tire. And you're like, dude, this is just, this is just, all this shit is happening. And it's like, damn, I'm really. And, and the, the, those honestly were some of the best times. I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't change them. I love that shit. It's like, I'm out here fucking grinding. But damn, you can't have a situation like that for three, four, five years because time's just flying by. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so for me, it was I had to get away from it because I, I wasn't in a position to just go make that quick transition from um, fighter, prospect, someone with all this ability to like um, just fucking coach. Or just like, you know? But it's not a quick transition. It's a gradual transition. And I feel like it's also just it's you know it's hard because it's but it's it's never natural it's not like life usually doesn't life usually doesn't give you give you what you want Mm -hmm. but what it is you have to adjust to what happens in life and i think and that's the biggest and if anything that's what fighting has taught me a lot of yeah from there 
Especially like seeing you too. Me and you had a phone conversation. We were just like talking about. Because you kept it real, man. I'm not gonna say on camera what we talked about entirely because that'll stay between me and you. But you were just like, yeah, man. I guess fuck. I'm just gonna be this welder, and you'll just fucking get people out of prison. Because you know, if I become an attorney, practicing attorney, that would be great, all that. But it's like that for me confirmed the transition. I was like, you know what? He's right, man. It's just time to focus on other things and um, accept that. All that being said, like I still wouldn't have traded all that adversity, all those no. tough fights, anything. No. Like I wouldn't have traded for a million dollars. Like that shit is worth so much to me. It built it built so much character in me, and it showed everyone else that I'm not a pussy. You shouldn't stop. <laughs> you, you, you know, no. like uh, no, I probably didn't have to do that in the first place. No. But uh, I don't know when I first got into the trades, people would talk shit to me every single day. I just started martial arts. They all knew they could kick my ass, right? Uh, yeah. Just getting talked shit to on a daily basis fucks you up in the head. And, it does, and, man. But now that doesn't happen. Uh, you know, it's uh, you. You they know about all the fighting. They know about what you're capable of, and then they don't talk shit to your face anymore. They do what normal people do and talk shit behind your back. But at least right. you don't have. To, at least you don't have to hear that shit anymore. You know. And and you said something interesting there. Like I don't think there was. And there's, dude, there's bullying on all sectors of fucking, all sorts of jobs. Of life. Of yeah. life, right? Yeah. Shit. And, and, and to, we need, that's what we need to fucking teach kids, honestly. Not, this is really the anti-bullying campaign. This is a seg, this is a rant. I just need to say it now. No, say it. It's yeah. okay. But the thing is, is it doesn't fucking prepare you for workplace bullies. Mm. Things like that. Or just like even being in a toxic relationship. It's like, you got to fucking assert yourself, right? It's, and martial arts did that for me, dude. It definitely did. It just gave me like, because my story is a little different, man. I, I grew, I went to school in a really rough. I had there was a rough demographic at my school. Kids that came, went through a lot of shit, grew up in rough neighborhoods, like hung out with gang affiliated people, and so that blood shit and that crip shit was real in my life, and like I inherited a lot of conflicts, and I felt powerless because I was getting jumped, robbed, all this shit because of who I hung out with. And it was, it was they taught me how to stand up for myself, but then martial arts taught me how to be smart. Right, and really fuck somebody up, but also just how to really be, fuck somebody, no, really fuck somebody up, but be more intelligent about like conflict and when to like use your words or when to when you have to you have to throw down with somebody. But I, I agree with you, man. I wouldn't change my experiences in MMA just because it didn't turn out the way people thought it would, and I and how I thought it would. I wouldn't change it, man, because those lessons stay with me today for sure. It's a really it is a really philosophical experience if you let it be. Yeah, well, it, it's it's that journey, it's that grind, and I feel, especially like now, well, you two have definitely inspired like me, mm-hmm. like a lot. I mean, it's, it's you know we've we've trained we trained the most together, so it's you know it's no no telling. But I feel like especially like in terms of perspective, in terms of how how I look at at martial arts, it's really it's really changed in terms of how when I when I first started towards like now, it's like. I feel like I don't need to. I don't need to put that many expectations like on it. I feel like I just wanna. I mean, I'm still fighting, but in terms of yeah, just knowing that the, the, there there is a finite end. I guess like that kind of scares most people. But I feel like for me, knowing that there is gonna be an, an end to it is like it's just it's just it's comforting to a point though. Like oh, I don't always have to do this, but I know that right now I, I am able to do it and I'm willing to do it, and that's just 
what what matters what matters to me yeah and we're glad you're doing it no i'm glad well i'm glad that you two are still in my lives though because i felt like you guys gave a lot to me and that's why you know that's why i reach out to you guys that's why i talk to you because i felt like you know because i definitely felt something because you know I, i was thinking about this too like when you know when you guys were fighting i came up to realization oh well there's gonna come a day when there's gonna come a day when you guys won't be fighting and i and i didn't and i didn't think about that you know when i when i started and then now that i was like man how am i because you know how am i gonna like interact with these people like from there because like to be real like you guys are the realest friends i ever had it's like there's there's no other way of saying it yeah man (laughs) no 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 bro no bro no dude i knew this was gonna be a real ass podcast I knew it because like like I was like Joel's coming on, dude. There's so much fucking history yeah. here, and and no, dude, it, it it's true because we went through some shit, bro. We went through some shit together, and it's interesting because you get sent out into the world, and there's nothing, dude. There's nothing that replicates this. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that replicates it, dude. And th- this is this is honestly the crux of what pancreation philosophy really is. <laughs> is we do this because it's answering all these questions, all these doubts we had, all these uncertainties, all these like not feeling like you fit in, feeling like someone's fucking with you, feeling like like fighters are a much more dynamic body of people than I think um, we give critical credit to and I think especially us man and no I, I mourned it that's why it was weird bro because it's one it's literally one of the most intense experiences and your relationship is being fortified through combat mm-hmm. the fear the doubt the uncertainty the fucking day in day out and it's like shit gets so it's so real and shit gets so fake when you go to other places you get into you a, see through people like I always get yeah. drunk and I tell them I can fucking see people <laughs> I can though like I I know you're a bitch or I know yeah. you oh man you're real like you can see when someone how they walk how they carry themselves yeah like you can see if someone's kind of been through the through some shit or if you can trust them it's just like yeah uh, uh, like you guys are the realest people I've ever known and we'll be friends for life man no I doubt. just feel like that and we I feel like. Uh, Without a doubt, you guys would take a bullet for me, and I'd take a bullet for you. Like I would fucking die for you guys. There's it's no doubt. How it is. There's no doubt, bro. It's, it's, it it's squad all day, bro, and it's like <laughs> it, the, the thing. It's squad all day. But I feel his. I feel his emotions yeah. because you don't realize. That's the other thing too. You don't realize how important you are through someone's development until time has kind of wedged its way in there. Um, and you know, I'm I'm glad to see that real visceral reaction from you because I know it's genuine, and I know like um, to see you continue to compete and to see how much you've grown just brings me so much joy. And just to be able to, um, no, it does, yeah. dude. Because you're, it's like I I look at like how you finished, like how you're a finisher now, and like you were always striving to be that, but you're a genuine yeah. finisher. And it's like those knees were fucking off, bro. And then I look at it and I'm like, that's fucking Pocholo, bro. Yeah. That's Pocholo. Yeah. yeah, that's Pocholo Cruz, who we, we were like literally just fucking him up. It's <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> like, you guys were. And that's like. And now it's not easy to fuck you up, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he, oh, he was drilling, I was, and I was watching you spar on Saturday, and I was just like, yeah, we got we got this, and we're building. And again, it, it expands out into a deeper, like a deeper sense of what our relationship is based on which is like just adversity dude and you know being there for each other and i'll be there next saturday or this this coming saturday 
mm-hmm. help you train for your upcoming fight, man. Yeah, like yeah. you got to give back to like all the all the training and hours that he spent with us, giving us extra work and everything like that, man. That's yeah, that's invaluable. Like that's that's precious time. And, and I'm I forgot. Thank, I'm forever thankful for <laughs> yeah. that, man. And I forgot about that shit, dude. Too. I think it's just because I think uh, I don't know what it was. I was just being an asshole. I was just like. Man, no one gives a fuck about me. And that's what happens when depression and anxiety sets. No one gives a fuck about me at this gym and blah, blah, blah. Who, what the fuck? I was wasting my time. And then I come back and it's like, oh, Scott, yeah. hey, Scott, blah, blah. And you're like, everybody cares about and you. And then you're just like, what was I fucking thinking, dude? And like, what was I thinking? This is, it's a unique place. It's a unique activity. And, the, and, and if you invest yourself in it, like we invested ourselves in it, there's no way you didn't make an impact on somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. That shit's fucking real. That shit's real, bro. Dude, I, you know, speaking of making an impact on people too, uh, I'm I'm kind of curious to see what these jujitsu kids turn out to be in five, ten years from now. Because uh, I I see this one kid, uh, you saw him, uh, Julian. I used to teach that kid kung fu, and now he's a, a nice young man. Works at PCCs, going to school and everything like that. Mm-hmm. He's way taller, <laughs> lost a bunch of weight. Like <laughs> uh, you. You're making an impact on these kids, like very early age, five years old sometimes, and you teach them for years and years, and you actually you see their progress. You see them go from nothing, no skill, undisciplined, I just want to screw around, to like, wow, this little kid's actually a pretty badass martial artist. Mm-hmm. Like, what's gonna happen to those little badass martial artists in the next five, ten years when I see them in a grocery store, when I see them when I'm going on a trip or whatever, or maybe I'll see them in the cage. And be cheering them on like you you never quite know how big an impact you're gonna have on someone through martial arts mm-hmm. but it but it is cool to see I mean yeah. what would you I was gonna ask you this and you already you kind of got me there um, if someone let's say someone comes into AMC and they want to kind of take the path that we took they want to go through the amateur circuit they want to they just want to fight right they want to throw themselves into it um, and their goal is just compete as much as they can and then see what happens. What's your advice to that person? Like, what would you say to them? Uh, yeah, just uh, do jujitsu first. Mm-hmm. Get uh, our submission grappling. Come to AMC. Get some submission skills down. Make sure you're over prepared. Like, uh, I think Mike Mike Wanaka. Like, people were saying, "Man, you're really good. You should have a fight. You should have a fight." He's like, "Nah." No, I'm just gonna chill. I'm just training for fun. He had fun with it, built his skills up, trained for two years, then he went and kicked people's asses. Yeah. So that's what I would recommend. Build your skill set. Mm-hmm. Try and get as good as you can. Train five, six days a week. Spar smartly, not like an insane person like we did. Mm-hmm. And then once you have that that base, that that skill set, and you're confident in yourself, and you're doing better. Uh, sparring smartly in the gym then ask about a real fight mm-hmm. don't just hop in there like I did and get sandbagged <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or fight some blood from the street you know? don't yeah. do that it's not smart but I think but the most important ingredient is that you want to put yourself in there like the biggest thing is like you're not <laughs> listening to outward pressure it's got to come it's got to come from you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know because I think that's you know because that's why you know it's like you stepped in there you you couldn't you have describe to have it, but you had to have, you had to, that's why Scott stepped in. I mean, that's why I. Like, you gotta have that fire to want to test yourself, to want to put yourself in that dire, in that dire risk, mm-hmm. like from mm-hmm. there. And that's like, you know, you can have all the skill, you can have all that, but if you don't have the will mm-hmm. to put yourself in there, then or if you're questioning it, 
then you shouldn't put yourself in there. Mm-hmm. I think I think that that that's the biggest thing, and I feel like that's why I think that's the it's I think that's you know why in terms of like understanding like when when it is to step out and when it is to bow gracefully is when you realize that you got because you guys are both still skilled martial artists but you guys didn't have the will to put yourself like back in there but and, you had the will n- yeah. and I even think that should be a part of the conversation early. yeah because that I mean what's I, the willingness because mm-hmm. that's what happened to me too dude I just was like injury after injury and then like just like kind of being in a purgatory in yeah. terms of getting fights, hearing all these really good things that Matt, was, that Matt yeah. was attempting to do, which he actually was. He's bringing my name up to 1FC. He's talking to Sean Shelby and those guys. And you're just like, fuck, like, here we go. But then things just don't work out. Then you get injured. You're training too hard. And then you're just like, then my fire just kind of started to dwindle. And, like, I had this conversation with James, and I hope he appreciated his significance. Like, he had fought on Saturday, and he was in the gym on Monday. And I was like, who does that? Oh, that's me. You know what I'm saying? I've done that too. Yeah. Over and over again. And I, I had to tell James, I was like, look, dude, like, you got to get away from here when you're done competing. Because I think that's what happened is I, I used up that, that passion and that fire is still there. I mean, anyone who's around me for like five minutes and if I'm locked onto something, you can just tell. Mm-hmm. But for fighting, it just kind of dwindled. And Pochello's absolutely right. And you're absolutely right. I cannot... DJ, right? At the fights. You, actually, you said this. You were like... Man, I'm do another one. And then I'm like, man, maybe I'll fucking do one too. Fuck that shit, bro. Let's go. If you do it, I do it. DJ's like, I hope you train school. And then you're just like, and then you just sit there and you're Get like, the band back together. But you know what really happens yeah. though? You're like, there's no fucking way. Right, right. Why? What for? No. Like, and that that sucks, dude, because it's like, that's that's uh like that's where i get emotional because it's like that's fucking life man that's being honest with yourself and being like no dude the answer's fucking no i will not entertain that shit yeah not even for a second i can't because i'll i'll get hurt you know i'll get hurt because literally that fire's not there anymore like i i remember even when i started well let's say you don't you have an awesome training camp best training camp (laughs) of your life you go in there and smash someone destroy again where does that put you I know, dude. Maybe you got another $1,000 check or something. No way. Who fucking cares? It and, 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 nowhere. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and what does that give you? I have, and yeah. I used to beat myself up because like, I started telling people, I was like, all my questions in MMA have been answered. I, I, I was a, a kid who got bullied, who went through some really traumatic things. I got through it and then I was able to assert myself and now I'm able to defend myself, even being a little bit out of shape, like, you know what I mean? I can fucking throw these things, yeah, bro. Yeah, no, there's still <laughs> athlete dude, bro. underneath. Yeah, yeah there's a, dude, there's it's like an, an out of shape you still be all the one percent. Yeah, and so it's like, the, but then it was like the the question has been answered, and it was your question. It wasn't like you're real. You're like, am I a pussy? My my question was like, you know, um, can I can I gain control? Can I empower myself? Can I gain control over my body? Can I push people off of my body? That was really what it was because I felt like people were taking control of my body, man. Not like on a sexual assault thing, but just like literally, I gotta be real. Cause you know why I gotta be real? Because motherfuckers might think that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and I would be like, yeah, maybe that happened. And that's a whole nother set of reasons. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, it's real. Get away from me. Tried to touch my ass. Yeah, get away from me, Father John. Back of my ball. It's yeah. like, let me tell you about like third grade. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah. But um, no, no. <laughs> no, it was literally about people. Third grade. <laughs> yeah. People trying to like take, take shit from me or, or press on me, like jump me. Like that, if you're getting assaulted physically, someone's whooping your ass, you don't have control. You know what I'm saying? You're losing control. They're able to dictate what happens to you. So if 
fighting gave me that power back to be like, okay, if it comes down to this, I know what I can do. And that was probably the most important thing. I just happened to be really fucking good at it. I never anticipated that shit. I never anticipated talks of a potential world champ and any of that. And that's not why I got into it anyway. But, you know. No, but I think that's important. And I think that's another thing that people should consider too. Is the, is the journey. Enjoy it. Because that's where the greatest. I mean, it's the cliche thing. But that's where the greatest thing. That that's the greatest thing that you'll ever receive is the fact that you're on that you're on the journey. Because you know you guys have both you know accomplished a lot in your careers. Got got belts and stuff. But like, is that what you remember at the end of the day, or what? You, what I, mean, I remember I, all the awesome training sessions. Exactly. All the times we went out to eat yeah. after a fight. Like uh, that's what I remember. All yeah. the all that good camaraderie in the gym. The funny yeah. funny moments. I remember yeah, talking exactly. It's the life it's, it. and it's the life connections. And I feel like that's that that's the most benefit that that you'll. I mean, I could fight, you know, for however long, but I feel like the biggest thing I've earned is the connections I've had with the people that impacted me, like, you know, you two especially, and that's not going away no matter, like, what, mm-hmm. what is in that, and that's the most worthwhile thing. It's, like, the journey and then, under, like, yeah, the, the life connections you have with the people around you, and I think at the end of the day, like, if that's, if that's something that's driving you, then you're in a good place. Yeah, because it's literally, especially with guys, man, this is the other thing. It's like ultimate vulnerability. It's like, you're training hard, you're like beating each other up and it's like, hey man, about to go in here and I might get my ass whooped in front of you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, no, for real. That could be, be my friend. That could be the most emasculating experience. And just the threat of that, whether we acknowledge it like, with the frontal lobe, like, oh yeah, that's what's going on. Or subconsciously, we just know it. That's what it is. Because that's that's a, a male, it, on some levels, we've been conditioned to believe that's an only male thing. But, but, it's, but, but it's a very ma- male, like, dominated. Well, in terms of, like, yeah. giving a fuck about losing, or giving yes. a fuck about someone being able to whoop your ass. That's what it comes down to. Like, it's extremely like Kevin Hart talked about watching yeah. his dad get his ass Yeah, yeah. and he's he never looked at my dad the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? How about you ask Billy's dad take out the guard? It's in nature. Fucking, I heard that male lions will let like the cubs bite on them and then they'll act like they're hurt because it's like that's your strength. And the same yeah. thing with little boys. Little boys punch their dad and you're like, oh, you want to know you're strong. You don't want to know you have what it takes. You know what I'm saying? And fuck, just risking that in a in a situation, it's like it's scary as fuck, dude. And the vulnerability creates a realness. You can talk about real shit. Like, I'll tell you, bro. I work with attorneys, bro, and like. I have some real conversations with my boss, but when you're on the ground and you're doing shit, it's so much bullshit. It is all a game. It is all manipulation. It's all playing with words. It's far from actual, like, authenticity. Yeah. It's a fucking sick game on some levels. On some levels, it's great. Create great results for people in society, yeah. but you better not show any type of vulnerability. Yeah. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's another thing. Like, how real are you willing to get if you're looking to become an amateur fighter? Because you have to get ready to like stop the bullshit life that, that you're living because mm-hmm. no really that's a lot of a lot of a lot of life i mean as we know well a lot of life is there's a lot of bullshit in life absurdity and a lot of, yeah, and a lot of people don't want to let go of that i feel like okay why why is it that i can't talk to most people because like most people don't know most people don't know how how, how to be real it's like <laughs> no it's true yeah. like that that's why there's only like you know a few people i would like to associate myself with because like what's the point like what's the point of dealing with bullshit if i don't have to mm-hmm. like from there so it's like being and the hardest thing to be real with is with is with yourself 
Yeah, it's bro. like, and, and that's the biggest question you have to ask, if especially if you're willing to fight, if you're willing to put yourself into anything, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, how far are you willing, you know, to push yourself, and is it is it within you? And I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel, I think at the end of the day, that's why we all put ourselves in that risk, because we wanted, we asked ourselves that question, and we wanted it to find that answered. I think we did it for a yeah. lot of the same reasons, although like, yeah. you know, I, different. I mean, different. I know mean, it's funny how all different life circumstances, oh, yeah. all, but it all coincided to like a single, like a similar pathway. Yeah, because whatever, we got a message at some point that it's like, there was some message out there that you didn't have what it takes on some, you know, just some, like, for, I haven't even unpacked that, and I don't want to unpack that on a fucking podcast, okay, a therapist or something to do right. that, you know, mm-hmm. but I got a message, I think I got a lot of institutional messages from the education system, got a lot of institutional uh, messages just from, like, the way I thought, I thought different, I was a non-traditional learner, and just like... Say what? Different, yeah, just different yeah. type of dude, and uh, and thinker, and then those people in our society aren't accepted, so I felt like I wasn't, I wasn't, like, well-adjusted, so... The fuck? You don't feel like you belong, then you find some brand, and it, it's crazy because then you find another activity that's not really like, acknowledge. Like it's, it's you find a accepted. subculture, yeah, like uh, where people don't really like MMA. Like, mm-hmm. like it's since it's became a profitable industry, now it's acceptable. But in the early stages, you're just saying I want to do this for fun. Your family, I don't know. Some people maybe not if you're a wrestler or something. But my dad was like, Why would you want to do that? You're gonna lose. Yeah, yeah, same, same thing, a lot. Yeah. Especially. <laughs> No, but if anything, you know, and that's what, but it's like, yeah, it's that nagging doubt and mm-hmm. the fact that you're willing to put yourself, like, and they're like, you know, for me, it's like, yeah, because I've never, I never quite fit in, like, anywhere until I found, you know, oh, there's got to be, there's got to be something more real than this life I'm living. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the way I look you at it. You had the bur- yeah. burden of being born like a philosopher, kind of like me, just questioning shit. So yeah. you're like, you're analyzing a situation, maybe a social situation or just something, you're like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. I had those revelations in, like, fifth and sixth grade, and I thought it was weird. I'm like, why the fuck do I need to learn this? I want to read about history. I want to read about Malcolm X, what's going on in the world. No, Scott sit here and do this math and don't fucking move don't have energy sit here and just being dictated to and just uh you can't stand that so no I, there's a lot of this like thoughtful i just call it just being a thoughtful person and everyone's an intellectual everyone's a philosopher like i don't care like you think about the world in a certain way but being thoughtful there's a burden with that like i know you're a very thoughtful person like that's what no like yeah. you said like we're all wrapping so it up similar yeah that's three minutes damn I feel like we've only been talking for like. <laughs> yeah. No, but but that's real. And then, um, yeah, man. I guess yeah. Thanks, Joel. Thanks for joining us. And, Do you want to end yeah, with any? Do you have any last um, remarks yeah, or anything, man. dude? I feel like we didn't even get to like. There's, we only scratched really the this surface. This is just but, part yeah. one. No, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. I know, I know it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, I don't know. Closing statement. Uh, be nice to everybody. Yeah. Train your heart out. Live your dreams. Uh, try your best. I don't know. That's all I can really say. Yeah. Wise words. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. 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 We did it, guys. Yeah.